Bam, 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 bam. Tell me what you gonna do. What are you gonna do when you're at a crossroads, Steven? Oh, is that what you were going for? I yeah. didn't. I, I didn't get that joke. Even even our uh, resident hip hop expert. Well, I was uh, doing. A, I was doing an in between. It was a Britney mixed with oh, bone mashup in thugs and harmony. Oh, so somebody called girl talk because missed out on that mashup. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mashups know. are back. By the way, mashups are back. TikTok brought mashups back. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a ADHD mashup. Yeah, it's like fifteen second bursts of songs. Also, speaking of TikTok and ADHD, do you see that the every third ad is for ADHD medication on TikTok? <laughs> what, yeah, what is that about? Hey, man, I don't have ADHD, but I want to play that game. Speaking of ADHD, let's get to another topic. We're here to talk about Crossroads. The Crossroads. The Crossroads, the one with Ralph Macchio and... Uh, oh, man, who else is in that film? Yeah, That's all I know. That's, that's all, all I, I know, because that's the one we're not doing. <laughs> yeah, not the good one. We're doing the good one. We're not doing the good one. We're well, doing the good one. Well, it's debatable, and we will debate that later, because this is... Real Rotten, the podcast where you watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick. Uh, this is Steven. And uh, we're here to talk about Britney Spears' Crossroads. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, it is It is February in case uh, in case you've been living under a rock or uh, or staying uh, isolated, as as you mostly should be. Um, so it is the month of love. It is the month of, of a new year for the, for the moon. And it is also, that means our favorite guest is back. Please welcome Rachel Tiss. Hey, Rachel, how are you? I'm stronger than last year's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! She's back. I like it. Welcome back, Rachel, to the, uh, uh, the official Valentine's Day episode 20 years ago today or tomorrow, uh, depending on when you listen to this. Crossroads came out. It did. In theaters. It did 20 years ago. We were all in a lot of different places back then. I was 32 years old, and I was uh, just starting my PhD program after... No. I was gross. Is the only way I can describe being a 12-year-old. I was gross, and that's all we have to talk about. Back-to-back 20-year anniversary. Back-to-back 20-year anniversary. Almost, almost, yeah, almost, right? Yeah. Because this is 2002. Uh, uh, the other one was... And uh, Yeah, it was. And... Uh, we're going to talk Valentine's Day. Rachel, for all the people that uh, may or may not remember, you are our Valentine's Day guest. You, This is your fourth, fifth consecutive? Fourth. Fourth. Number four, right? Number four. I've lost track. It all blends together. Number five. Number five. This what, is what the are, fifth. Yeah, what are our four just oh, to, just oh, yeah, to Alex, have people go back and, and reintroduce here. themselves? And Alex, is here. Alex is here, too. Alex is here, too. Hey, everyone. Yeah, great. And we also have a Britney expert. Uh, please welcome uh, back in producer Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Hello. Hi, Britney. I'm back. Uh, she's here to talk to us all things Britney. So yeah. Britney's going to be our Britney fact corner today, and she's going to uh, get us the Britney facts when we need them. And uh, Rachel is the guest. And Rachel, we have a question for you to get get to know you again. Tis the season, season of love. I want to know your ideal Valentine's Day movie date. So uh, that would be the dinner beforehand, the type of movie, and then uh, maybe whatever you do after. Oh, good one. Um, well, if I'm going to get a little cheesy, the first thing that came to mind was my first date with Alex. Wow. And we didn't go to dinner. We actually went to coffee and uh, we got hyped up on coffee or I did. And then we went to see um inter- interception so to me i love that combo of a first date 
Uh, oh, Valentine's Interstellar. <laughs> the Char- Interstellar Interception. Is that, is that the, is, is that the Charles the Charles Woodson? <laughs> Charles Woodson documentary. The Charles Woodson biopic, Interception. Yeah, Ten-part yeah. series, Interception, Charles Woodson. Oh, wow. Does it have to be a first date? I mean, a Valentine's Day date or first no, date? No, no, no. First date's no. fine. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds like, I think Interstellar is the right type of movie, too. Yeah. Okay. All I'm of- overthinking it, but generally what I'm trying to say is I like, I like seeing kind of um psychological right. or like a movie that you get lost in on right. a date. No. You know? Then you can talk about it afterwards and it makes really good conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can get to know your your uh your maybe better half by uh asking him those questions and asking uh you know their 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 psychological Yeah, me and me and my better half's first movie date was uh Little Women. Wow. The uh oh. the Greta Gerwig uh, edition. Pearl Harbor. And uh, and the other two, the ones before that, uh, notable movie dates I've gone on. I saw Revenant. That was terrible. That's idea. not a good that date a, movie. That was a great choice, Nick. <laughs> and uh, another one I saw, uh, First Man, the uh, Damien Suzelle uh, space movie. Yeah, Neil Armstrong. Also movie. terrible date movie. Very bad date movie. Yeah, because that the, all those marriages lasted. Those were boring as hell. <laughs> Still holding on. Uh, the the number one, uh, if we're talking about a date movie, um, obviously The Lobster ranks n- number one <laughs> on that list because it did release on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, that's it's that's a quintessential movie. And then uh, you both realize how uh, no one's meant for each other, and then you end the date uh, by shaking hands and walking away. Oh, you saw The Lobster? No, I did not. The 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 Boston the Boston uh, biopic La- movie. Lobster. La- lobster. 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 Uh, Matt Damon's grandfather's uh, biopic. <laughs> yeah. I'll write that. I'll just write the same movie as The Lobster, but just all taking place in uh, Boston. I yeah. went and saw the movie <laughs> Her on a date. That was not a good choice either. Oh, interesting. <laughs> At least that's a good movie, though. You can yeah. walk out of that movie and being like, oh. Yeah, because well, it, that movie might have, on, that would have fucked me up on a date. While we're on this thread, I will say that I went on a date. Uh, and I think it was the first Wes Anderson movie I had seen. Mm. It was a Grand Budapest Hotel. And... <laughs> It was just not my date's vibe. And at the end, he goes, uh, that was a, a very European movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, yeah. uh, Brittany, do you have one one day movie you've gone to? Oh, gee. Um, I can't remember specific movies because I used to go with like um, our movie club at work. But I just love the Alamo Theater. So anywhere you can go... Right where you can eat and drink at the seat that's like just such a fun experience yeah, yeah. even when it's the revenant yeah one one quick <laughs> one quick tangent before we get before we get into it uh the my most memorable date movie uh experience was i was uh 17 years old and i traveled uh, an hour plus to go on this date with this uh, with this girl who's living in a different town obviously um and we went to see alpha dog and she uh oh. she walked out in the middle of the film and uh <laughs> the reason being that she said her uh her her relative was in the hospital and she never called me back <laughs> so I think it was more than just a relative being in the hospital. I think she was just trying to get out of this. This is some real rotten lore. You've shared this story a lot. Yeah, well, that, I mean, we're talking movie dates. So that's I my know, most no, memorable yeah. movie date of all time. I love it. I think, I think you've Dog. shared this on every Valentine's episode. So that's awesome. Yeah, we will continue. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah. I am the alpha dog when it comes to getting stood up in movie <laughs> <Yeah>. theaters. <laughs> well, speaking of Justin Timberlake, uh, movie news. 
Yeah. Halo series. Halo series. It's going to happen. This Where's is Ky- JT? It's Kyle News. Kyle News. Uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake not involved at all. How? I just uh, don't understand how. Pablo Schreiber is the main, is Master Chief. Who is Pablo Schreiber again? He's the other Schreiber, not Liev. He's not, He's but he's his brother. Yeah. Oh, wow. I he's, did not know he's that. He's white, though. He's named Pablo, though. Yeah, I mean, there's you, there's you, white people named Pablo. You know his face when you see it. I'm He's sure. porn stash on uh, Orange Is the New Black. Mm, okay. Another another connection to uh, another connection to today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. Taryn Manning. Yeah, Taryn Manning. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk. Uh, we're talking crossroads. When you're at one, you know, go for it. Yeah, you got no choice. That's what they say. But to endure. Let's get a little taste. We went looking for adventure. Every girl should know how to throw a decent punch. And found the friendship of a lifetime. Britney Spears. I'm not sleeping here. <laughs> Crossroads, rated PG-13. Today in theaters everywhere. Whole lot of nothing going on in that trailer. And it, I think that describes the movie. It's a 15-second trailer, which is ideal. Yeah, it's always ideal. And even in those 15 seconds, know very little what this movie's about. I think that's how the trailer should be from now on. Trailers should no, be no more than 15 seconds. They show you a couple scenes because trailers give away everything nowadays, and I, I'm not I'm not on board with it. It's a whole art unto itself. I'm off. I'm off board with it. <laughs> it said all aboard on the train. I'm letting that train go by. I mean, that's your opinion, man. Um, this is Crossroads, released in 2002. Uh, critical consensus, 14, 1-4%. Audience score, 40 Four zero percent. This has been on the list for a uh, short list for a long time. Long time, long time movie. Uh, it's pretty famous. Movie. Uh, yeah, pretty famous among our generation, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there, there. This this movie trope is as old as time. The the latest hottest singer. Let's put him in the movie. I believe Elvis was one of the first ones to popularize it. I don't know if he was the first one to be to be a part of. You know, I'm a singer, and the movie's built around me and and all my singing. Um, but he for sure popularized it. Got popular in the seventies. Got popular in eighties with Madonna. Nineties, uh, you had um, Cher. Cher. Uh, well, Cher. Cher was a good actor. Cher had chops. Yeah, Cher yeah. had acting chops because of Sonny, Sonny and Cher. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a tale as old as time. We haven't seen a movie like this. We talked about since Walk, the two thousand. We talked about Walk to Remember uh, on the last episode. Yeah, but but was Mandy, Mandy Moore's Moore, not. She's not singing all up in it. Was she a singer before Walk to Remember? Though she was. She was yeah, right. She was. Yeah. She was right around the same time that that Britney got released. About six months after the after the the Britney bomb. Uh, blurbs the real Rotten Tomatoes blurb uh, states a cliched and silly pop star vanity project. Crossroads is strictly for Britney fans. Oh uh, yeah, yeah sure. We'll get to the bottom get of that. My guy's Roper. Roper on in. He said she's not an actress, not quite a singer. Oh, it's so catchy. Good job, Richard Roper. Yeah, he he at least knows what he's, he at least knows what he's talking about. But also, he's he's uh, kind of mean. At least by that blurb, he's he, we know he's seen the movie. Yeah, because that song is prominent in the movie, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Uh, minus from uh, our new our new star reviewer and Hornaday from and the Hornaday. Washington Post. Uh, gotta gotta have a. Um, Gotta have a women's contribution. I mean, also like Ann, yeah. we are also Hornaday. Yeah. Every day. Hornaday all day. Um, not a music video, not yet a movie, but more like an extended play advertisement for the product of it that is Britney. Yeah. Yeah. This is this and is a Britney pe- and, and Pepsi and Pepsi. A lot of Pepsi Pepsi drops. Pepsi drops. <laughs> uh guest blur, Rachel, what do you have for us? I'm gonna go with one that's more on the positive side. I think. Uh, This one by Larry Adlett from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution sums it up for me. Cliches pile up in crossroads, but it's harmless powder puff fun. 
I really enjoy the last name Adelite. Adelite? Adelite? Yeah. I really want to meet this Larry. Adelite. Sure. Adelite. Yeah. Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Never heard of that paper. Well, I'm a staunch constitutionalist, and I believe in it. Wow. Okay. All right. Where's your... <laughs> Where's your snake flag? Well, I know who my, <laughs> I know who my uh, president would be, and that would be Roger Ebert. And he did remove, review this movie. He said, "Britney Spears' feature debut is curiously low key and even sad. Yes, it pulls. Yes, it pulls together occasionally for a musical number, but even those so locked into the reality of the story that they don't break loose into fun." That's perfect. One, one point five stars. Yeah, one point five stars. Um. He gave it the benefit of the doubt, though. Yeah. At least he is like he knows what this movie is. It's not like that that they were trying to create Citizen Kane with Britney. <laughs> so I think he's saying that it was held back. The movie and Britney held back. Yeah, I think he was saying they're not. They didn't really match up. They, it was like either make a happy movie with Britney or you make right. this sad teen movie. Right, right. It was, it was a l- yeah. lot of lot of flip floppiness. We'll, we will definitely talk about Act Three. Let's put Happy Britney into a sad movie because this movie just took a turn for. <laughs> took I a mean, turn. to to his point though, to his point though, Britney had a lot of uh, of creative control in the front end of of the development of this film. Just uh, say yeah, that. she she wanted to make it real. And so they might have made it too real, but we'll get into that. This movie, uh, well, we'll talk about it. I, I, I like Brittany in it. I think that she is having a good time, and I'm happy for her. This movie just made me happy that Brittany was at least happy at some point in her life. She looked, yeah, she looked. That she she yeah. had a good time doing this movie. Like at, at the very like least, it was like good memories, you know? Yeah, yeah. According to everybody else, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Brittany, would you like to state uh, the facts for us? The facts. What facts? Never mind. I'll do it. Uh, it's just on a Google <laughs> Doc. You're not on the Google Doc. I thought I'm not right. on the Google Doc. That's fine. Uh, Crossroads released February 15th, 2002. So rated PG-13. I don't know. I thought this was a PG movie for the longest time. Might as well have been. Might as well have been. I guess the subject matter was suggestive. The sex is too innuendoed. There's no sex in this film. <laughs> there, 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 there is. There's sex against an open window. Yeah, but no With the blinds open. Ain't nobody on that beach. That's a virginity loss, too. I actually wasn't allowed to see this because I was eight at the time when it came out. And I I wasn't allowed to see it because it was sexually explicit. I can't believe you were Uh, eight. Let's get, Rachel, what's your your history with Britney really quick? Yeah, let's get the brief Britney bio. What's your Britney, how do you feel about her? Yes, on this note of, of sexuality... I think my earliest wow. uh, Britney experience was probably five. And I remember, you know, seeing her in the outfits and then on Oops, I did it again with the red tight suit. And I didn't know what sexy meant, but I just remember seeing that and being like pumped up about it and just admiring this awe that she had. And so in a weird way, I think I, I kind of always aspire to have that sexual energy, even though it's kind of weird as a little girl. Um, and then I would like listen to Britney Spears in the kitchen with the lights turned off, like trying to dance like her. And I think my favorite Britney album is probably her self-titled album, which is the worst. And I love that album because you can really start to see where she tries to break out of this shell of not being like sexual or risque. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's why. I enjoy Crossroads because I think huh. it is it is the symbolism for 
how she kind of reached this turning point in her fame. Mm, right, right. No, that's a good point. I, I, I agree with all your statements. I think it was more of a, I think it was all about sexual empowerment and, and the fact that she, that either herself or her managers or agents or, or the yes people around her told her to, to, to go deeper on that. And she did and just went full overboard. And and that's when that's when the Britney album released. That's when she married Federline. That's when she wanted to have a family and and quote unquote go crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm an early Britney person. After yeah. Toxic came out, I kind of fell off the Britney right. train. Right, as as did most of uh, most of the world. Um, yeah, I love Britney. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And. I don't remember see I think I definitely saw this movie as as a teen because I had a, a younger sister two years younger than me so this was right up her alley she was a big Britney fan and I can guarantee that we watched it together don't remember a thing about it wow wow yeah I can't believe you watched um it. surprised I don't remember it considering that Britney is in her underwear in like the opening shot and right. I think that was really Eating cereal in a very, very risque fashion. Yeah. Like you're you're risking it all having that milk spill on the carpet. Man. Was it cereal? I will say that rewatching this reignited my Britney fandom. Like I woke up this morning and I listened to a few songs like oh. at 6 30 a.m. before I started my day. That's pretty good. <laughs> I've been uh, I on my I, I can't run at the gym currently because of an injury. I won't get into it on mm. the podcast, but sure. just know that I will get into it if you ask me about it. And uh, I was listening to This Is Britney Spears Spotify uh, the whole time, and it, it was good. It was good. It's a good time. I'm going to say she, she, she has bangers, at least 20 of them, I think. You, you beg to differ, though, Stephen. No, she's got a lot. She's got a lot of good songs, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, more. we're going to do our top five Britney songs later in the episode, so stick around for that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, uh, speaking of which, let's get into the taglines. The main taglines we have are <clears throat> dreams change, friends are forever, and what we have is now, and right now we have each other. <laughs> I, I th Didn't they say that in the film? Yeah. I think that's a quote in the film, and that's a tagline? Okay. Hey, worst taglines we've read in a while, I think, actually. Yeah, I don't. The dreams change, friends are forever, but I think that's, I think that's reversed. Well, that like, was also friends change, dreams are forever. So the, the these were the alternate working titles of the movie. What are friends for? Uh, and not yet a girl. I know that was one. Not, yeah, not a girl. And then there was a a Greek one. Alex, can you please read the Greek, um, t working title? It's in the working title underneath the trivia. Why do I have to read it? Because you're uh, Greek. Because you're Greek. <laughs> it's literally your only job is to be the Greek voice of the episode. Get him to Come the Greek. Come on, Alex. Earlier today, you were telling me how to properly pronounce Hercules. Yeah. You got this. It's Heracles. <laughs> yeah, it's Heracles. Gia Pantafilis. Gia, Gia Pantafilis. Filis or Files? <laughs> well, why is this actually, is that actually how it's spelled? F-I-L-E-S? No, that's like the translation because it's spelled with like a bunch of X's. With a stuff. weird E. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> with, so, like uh, a, with an e epsilon. <laughs> I, I would have to guess that because of the English translation that it's it's probably Feelies or Feelis. Oh, Feliz Like Navidad it's one of those. Dios. Yeah. And that, it's, that, not, it's not A that's Spanish. Feelies. I don't think it would be that. So it's Gia Panta Feelies. Yeah, there you go. That means friends forever. Forever friends. I thought it had something to do with pants. 
but this is not the chick- it's sisterhood. not the sisterhood of the traveling pants, which is not eligible because it's in the seventies and it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, I saw this movie already. It was called Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. It's a magic movie. <laughs> all the pants fit all the girls. That's yeah. the whole thing. The pants fit every size. I would love if me and my friends shared pants. No. I think it'd be cool. No, no thanks. And if, and if cool things happened while we wore the pants, that'd be even cooler. Speaking of cool things, Rachel, why don't you tell us your tagline? Oh, yes. I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) crossing the road of losing her virginity. That's what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) sure. Uh, I guess that emphasizes the whole PG 13. Like she don't bang in this film. So, uh, MPAA. Yeah. That that would actually get a lot of uh, teenage boys to see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you, you, they didn't want that though. Like the whole market was specifically Brittany fans towards non, non, uh, we'll get to it. This movie made $60 million worldwide and was shot on basically an indie movie budget. Shoestring budget, which is surprising because it's a Britney Spears film. Well, it was only a Britney Spears film because Shonda she could not it. get this movie made by anybody and then uh, talked to the producer who said, have you thought about Britney Spears? And then she was like, yeah, they took it to Britney's agent and uh, Britney's like a uh, record record producer. And he was like, I'll pay for it. And then they took it to MTV films and they're like, we'll help pay for it. Yeah, but we can only Britney. do 12 million. Yeah. So stupid. And it and it and made it, it made. Well, it, tri- it, it tripled its money in the U.S. alone. It, it's an interesting background to the story, too, because not only did Shonda have this one, Shonda Rhimes, which we'll talk about in a little bit, not only did she ha- have this initial idea for a film, uh, Britney also, when she was getting popular, say, hey, I want to be involved in a, in a movie. And it was like perfect timing that they that they meshed and commingled and, and created basically th- this film. It should have been bigger than what it was, but... If it was better, it would have been, but yeah. But, but they well, said that it tested off the charts for like right, teenage how, girls. Right, like how would you make it better? Well, and we'll, we'll I guess we'll discuss that too. It's a lot, uh, of, yeah, a lot my, of illusions. My, my tagline just embraces the uh, the Britney of it all. Not a girl, not yet a woman. Just mm. put that on the poster. Then people know that song's in there. That the you're teasing something. You know, mm. easy peasy. No, I already got the best. Don't overthink. I already it. got the best tagline. It took me three seconds to come up with with it. It's uh, <laughs> sometimes it takes distance to bring your friends friendship together. Well, that's good. It's really good. That's good. Like, how is that not the tagline? I'm uh, sorry. That's a well-written tagline. I'll give you that. Hire me, Viacom. I'll give you that. Plot keywords. We got on the road, road trip, childhood friends, singer, and male objectification. How is there male objectification in this film? You see, he takes off his shirt twice. Mm. Brittany was pantsless in the first three minutes of this film. Well, that's true, too. Dan Aykroyd showed his fat ass (laughs) for four minutes and 50 seconds of this film. Danny A. Love, Love some Danny A. Uh yeah, you said that earlier the budget was uh, twelve million. It made thirty seven in the U S. sixty two worldwide. A a hit. It's a hit. Hit. Sorry, that's that's technically a hit. Britney from ninety nine to oh four did not miss. I'm here to say it. It's true. She didn't miss. What's what do we got for trivia? Trivia. This this is the best trip. The best trivia of the movie. Actually, second best trivia of the movie. Anson Mount, who played the role of Ben, uh, didn't want to do the movie because he thought it was cheesy and lame. But was doing a movie with Robert De Niro at the same time, and De Niro, who was a big Britney Spears <laughs> fan, said you should do it, and would read the lines, and she would read Spears. He would read Spears' lines. De Niro reading Spears' lines. Yeah, is De Niro. Really great De Niro story. reading Britney Spears' lines is a movie I would watch by itself. Yeah. Yeah, how is that not a miniseries? Yeah, put make it MTV. You're Gosh. not relevant anymore. Come yeah. back in. Come Gosh. back into the come back into the fold. Bunch of losers. 
Uh, do you have any trivia's that you like? I have a couple other ones, but you. No, you said you said the ones that I wanted to. Um, uh, we'll we'll, set, we'll go with Rachel. Rachel, do you have any? Did you add? I lost Rachel. I I didn't add anything. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, well, I'm gonna say Bowling for Soup. It says has three. Oh, sorry, that's bowling. Is that uh, your bowling? Yeah, yeah bowling for bowling. soup <laughs> has three songs in the film, and I beg to differ because two of them are in the background and you can hardly hear them. Right. Okay, and I know those two songs that they were playing. I'm surprised. And number three, they put Anson Mao in the in bowling for soup. What what's that about? Was he actually in the band? He they, was filling in. He was filling in for the guitar player of bowling for soup. You know what? You know what? Funny story. Guitarist couldn't shoot that day at that soup. <laughs> Uh, and did you know, somebody asked them recently, is it bowling for soup? As in, like, we will bowl for soup? Or is it, we're bowling because so of get soup? Some soup? Yeah. yeah. What it's, is it? It's the latter. It's bowling to get some soup. Yeah, they're bowling so they can so they can hustle some people so they can get some delicious soups. Yeah. Uh, this cool, is, man. This is a, a fact I wasn't able to verify. One of the highest grossing movies in Japan due to Britney Spears' popularity there. Uh, no, no record of that anywhere, but it's in the trivia, so we're saying it's true. It's in the U.S. record. That's the only record that matters, brother. Uh, the set used for the hospital scene that in the movie was from the TV series Scrubs. Yeah, that is the... It really looks like it when you watch the movie. Right. It that, is you're the, like, that's fucking Scrubs. <laughs> it's the Hollywood hospital. So it was an active hospital for like 40 or 50 years, and then it shut down, and, and a production studio bought it. And uh, that's pr- primarily where Scrubs was filmed. A lot of a lot of films uh, and, and TV shows from the late '90s and, and early 2000s were filmed in that facility. Um, yeah. What what were <laughs> this is pretty These are good. Some two two really good Britney facts. Yeah, I like the Britney facts. Set them up. Uh, Britney, can you please read the Britney facts for us? Because you are the Britney on the podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, Britney Spears asked for two foods on set: edamame and. Tuna Lunchables. So is a Tuna Lunchable <laughs> the the non-lunchable <laughs> brand? Is it like the Starkiss tuna like uh, thing where it's like crackers and you mix your own relish and mayo with the tuna? I feel Maybe. like that's what that is. Were Tuna Lunchables a thing? No, that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't think Tuna ha- that, that Lunchables was definitely a tuna brand. not a thing. No, I've yeah. never heard of that. Y'all got that chicken of the sea? It was a thing until it killed so many kids yeah. <laughs> from mercury poisoning. Mercury poisoning and random. I was all about that cold cracker pizza, dude, with the cold. Oh man, yeah. Shred- Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Top Lunchable right now. It's got to be the Pizza Lunchable. How are you guys choosing the cold cracker like the pizzas up there? Of, the pucks of turkey meat. Pucks of turkey meat is a really good choice. I mean, you can't what? go wrong with that. No, that's the original, horrible. The original Lunchable. Better than the pizza? That's better than the Pizza Lunchable? Yeah. No fucking way. That pizza you build, sauce. You build your own pizza. Here to tell you. Here to tell you. That pizza sauce is a little too sweet. If I want sweetness, I'll eat that little bit of Snickers bar okay. that they give me. Or that Capri Sun. You know me. I think we can all agree, though, that a tuna Lunchable is by far the worst Lunchable. It's a terrible idea. It, it turns yeah. out it does exist. They're actually, yeah. They're a tuna called, Lunchable? Wow. They're called Lunch to Go. Lunch to Go. That's okay. And it's made by, like, Starkiss, though, right? Starkiss. Yeah. Lunch to Go. This yeah. is like the GoBots of Lunchables. <laughs> We're the GoBots of Lunchables. Well, Starkiss tuna. Okay, Brittany, what's the other Brittany fact? Um, Brittany's notebook, which she was writing through it the whole time. And it was just her writing Brittany and Justin forever. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> no, it's totally, it's totally true. No way. Tamara Davis, the director of the movie, says she still has a notebook. And all it says in the whole notebook is just Brittany writing Brittany and Justin because they were dating at the time. I will pay a lot of money for that notebook. You think you... Uh, that? Notebook, I would buy that notebook. No, that notebook would go Make for it millions. NFT. It would go for millions of dollars. Yeah, when once Brittany passes, uh, uh, <laughs> Papa Bless, it's uh, it's it's going to be a payday for that, for that movie. Where 
where, do, where does Britney and Justin rank in the all-time celebrity couples? It's got to be... Top five, for sure. It's a top five. I, I think probably top of five. Of our generation. Of our, for sure, of our generation. Yeah. It's yeah. not number one. It was them. I, well, I think J-Lo and Ben. Benifer. Yeah, yeah Benifer. Benifer, is, Benifer is by far number one, but it, it would be in the top five. And th- Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta, just to imagine how old uh, how old looking Michael Douglas's balls are. <laughs> 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 banging, banging Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, another fun fact about uh, Justin, after, after they broke up, he said that it was a bad idea for her to do this movie. Mm. Fuck him. Wow, and well, he's his band is even in the in the movie. Yeah, like, fuck that guy. Why, why are you hating? Yeah, what a hater. Come on the podcast, Justin. Come on the podcast. Uh, literally, <laughs> movie talk. Uh, let's keep it going, Nick. Who did this movie? The director was Tamara Davis, who also did legendary movies like Half Baked and Billy Madison. Yeah, I'm surprised that that she had that. Uh, uh, she's done a ton of music right. videos, and now she mostly does television. Yeah, she does te- random TV shows. Random uh, speaking TV of mostly doing television now, the writer of the movie, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes, if that the name sounds familiar. Shondaland. Yeah, she is the she is the queen. She is the emperor. She is the high priestess of The Shonda highest Land. paid television showrunner in the game right now. Ever. Yeah, ever? Ever. Yeah. I'm going to say ever. Uh, by Netflix, yeah, with uh, Bridgerton, she's moved over to Netflix. Yeah, Bridgerton, but uh, also has three of the most successful uh, shows of all time. Uh, Princess Diaries two was the other movie she wrote. <laughs> she so, only made two movies. She only wrote two movies. Wow, okay. I and you can really tell once you find out that she write she wrote this movie, you can tell that she did because this movie is a fucking. Grey's Anatomy. Melodrama. Oh, God. Melodrama. And we ain't talking about Lala and Carmelo. Uh, Princess Diaries 2, future contender, by the way. Just barely. Just barely. I think it's just barely above. No, I think it's 24. I thought it was 27. Mm, Hmm. I want to get some fact check on that. Uh, Notable crew. Anne Hornaday or Anne Hathaway. One of those two. (laughs) Notable crew. My getaway. Justine Arteta uh, was one of the casting directors in this movie. And I want to talk about the casting directors a little bit because she, I thought for sure she was, you know, only cream of the crop. Her on her IMDb top four is Little Miss Sunshine. Everybody wants them. Being John Malkovich, being yep, yep. John Malkovich, yep. and this movie. Okay, were her top four movies. Okay, on being turns out she's done a lot of bad movies too. Um, but I the mean, ca- three out of four. I thought the casting in this movie, she nailed it. I, I, yeah, uh, yes and no. I she feel chose like two future stars. Right. Uh, what? Who's the other future? Star? For any fact, a twenty-six percent Princess Diaries. Mm. It, it would have to be a Hall of Famer, mm. or we have to get one bad review back in there. Mm. <laughs> Somebody called James. Um, what? Uh, what? Wait, what did you just say? Sorry. Casting. I think. It, I think it's good. No, because I feel like it's she overdid it. Like, who's the second future star? That's what I want to know. Besides Zoe, Taryn Manning. Mm, is she a star? She's a yeah, well-known she actress. Yeah. She's known for one specific role. That is well known. Yeah, but she's not well known for other roles. Well, just, uh, 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 I guess I'll count Sons of Anarchy. I'll yeah. count Sons and of Anarchy. and Justin Long in in a bit part. Yeah, but Justin saw, Long was saw, popular during that age too saw, because he no he'd only done two other movies. He before did Jeepers this. Creepers before that. Before this, Jeepers Creepers, which is uh, his his jump his jump start role. Yeah, one year before. Yeah, this is this is like his second role, but so almost yeah, almost uh, two years before Dodgeball. See, there it is. That's Dodgeball. That's his big. where he took off. Uh, Rachel, what do you think of the casting? I actually think the casting makes sense. Um, yeah, I think so. This is Zoe Zaldana's 
first really big role. She was uh She had some hits during during this. No, she was in she had bit parts in Center Stage. She was in a, a another big movie before Crossroads and then she kind of faded into obscurity and then she landed Avatar. Yeah, Center Stage and then Crossroads, then she was in Drumline. Drumline, that was the other movie with Nick Cannon. She and then was she was interest. the side character in Curse of the Black. Hey, you best start believing in ghost stories always on Donna cuz you're in one. She was in it for maybe 2 minutes though. Yeah, she was only in it for 2 minutes. Then she was in the Terminal, uh, the uh, uh, Kyle and Jessica f- good movie. They love that movie. It's it, was she the Kyle? She, cut this out if you if you think I'm wrong. She was the love interest of the of the janitor. Uh, yeah, no, of Diego. No, Diego Luna. Diego Luna. <laughs> In a really fucked up storyline, by the way. Yeah, like, really bad storyline. Like, really bad love should, story. Should not revisit that. Diego Luna, like ten years older than Zoe Saldana. I feel like. Um, Speaking of Zoe Saldana. Avatar 2, baby! It's coming. The countdown continues. Countdown I'm going to mention on every episode until I start my own podcast. Oh, so it's Avatar. So it's the Avatar year of the Avatar. Year of the Avatar. Okay, great. Uh, uh, okay, so who, el- who else is in this movie? Obviously, Britney Spears. Uh, we mentioned Anson Mount. Anson Mount, who's only famous to me uh, from that uh, Western show on AMC uh, that was good for one good season, uh, Hell on Wheels. Uh, he's not in anything else. Anson Mount... Uh, Great name to a rich person's name that we have to acknowledge. He's, I think he's the fourth, Anson Mount the fourth. Mm, so that, that makes, makes sense. a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, we mentioned Taron Manning, who who's most famous as Cherry from Sons of Anarchy, as well as Pensatucky from Orange Is the New Black. Uh, Brittany and Rachel, Anson Mount, uh, did he do anything for you? He was the one that kind of fell a little bit flat. Yeah. You know who yeah. could have been who could have played that role a thousand Chad times Michael better? Murray. Chad Michael Murray. That's a good one. Oh yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. Wes Bentley. This is like perfect Wes Bentley time, right? This is like six years from American Beauty. He's he could pay, he could buy it off as like a oh, ex college dude who went to jail. I had to Google him to find out. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's beefy enough. Oh, he's in Yellowstone, though. Yeah, you don't need to be beefy to to be a guitarist. Yeah, you're right. You got to be kind of. He's got. Be he's got the jaw. He's got the jaw. I'm he's sorry. Got the jaw. He's got the jaw. Uh, speaking of jaws, uh, Dan Aykroyd, John us to death, playing the role of Pete in one of the worst <laughs> Georgian accents I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he was Pete, the the father of Lucy, and uh, the one who we thought was a deadbeat, but it turns out it was his. It was uh, Lucy's mother. A dead Pete, b- more like a dead Pete. Dead Pete. More like uh, Lucy's mother, Caroline, played by the legendary, questionable Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall didn't yeah. talk about her vagina one time in the in the movie, Thank so the I think Lord. I think they missed something. There. Brittany uh, put in a quick fact that I want to bring up. Uh, Kim, according to Cattrall, the role of Lucy's mother originally intended for Madonna. That would have been a great role for Madonna. I don't know why she turned it down. Brittany loves Madonna too. Yeah, Britney Spears, Britney Spears, and probably Britney this, Longden. This movie is a direct homage to all the Madonna movies that were made in the late '80s, for sure. Yeah, without question. They were like, Madonna, you're in this movie, just cook. And right. then she's like, I don't know how to act, and they're like, doesn't matter. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how to act. My husband's gonna teach me. We're gonna do this movie swept away. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Justin Long showing off his abs that he has all the time because he's so skinny. Skinny yeah. abs. Got to respect skinny abs. Yeah. I remember when I used to have those it's back something. in the day. It's for sure something. Man, miss those days. Uh, Justin Long, who is the original love interest of Lucy. Uh, or friend interest. Yeah. yeah. Well, a friend, friend that she kind of almost interest, wanted to have sex with. Friend interested in losing their virginity to each other. Yeah. And he got a little too whiny, and that's why he was gone in the first five <laughs> minutes of the film. Well, they didn't make a list. Yeah. 
Uh, movie plot. Uh, do you want to describe it? Or do you want me to describe? Well, Beverly Johnson, Kit's mom. We don't uh, care about Beverly Johnson. <laughs> who is Beverly Johnson? The story of three childhood friends, Lucy, Kit, and Mimi, who, after eight years apart, rediscover their friendship on a cross-country trip with their, with barely a plan, practically no money, but plenty of the dreams. The girls catch a lift with Mimi's handsome friend Ben in his convertible. Along the way, they not only gather experiences that will change their lives, but they also discover how important it is to hold on to their heart's desires. <laughs> we'll talk about Beverly Johnson in a future episode when we do Loaded Weapon 1. Loaded Weapon 1, or which is, yeah. that's the spinoff to Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah, it's the National <laughs> yeah. Lampoon's uh, version okay. of Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on to their heart's desires. What... What is it? Was her desire to have a child the entire time? The, no, that that's something we have to talk about. Is their dream box is weird it's, it's <laughs> and not very wild, good? Man. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's you, do that. First. Okay, so I want to. You're making a scene. I think we should each pick one scene to dissect a little bit. And Stephen, I think you should. I think you, we should break down the uh, the opening sequence where they bury the box and where they dig it back up. Because I think that says a lot about what this movie is going to be about, which is like, who knows what? Yeah, it's a very, very uh, hectic, very hectic five to eight minutes um, of them establishing how they were friends once and now how they are no longer friends and just graduating high school. Britney Spears' role is a valedictorian, shut-in nerd uh, person who's not very socially active in the high school scene. Um, you have Taryn Manning's role of, of Mimi, who is uh, uh, dealing with a teenage pregnancy. Uh, and then there's Kit, who is the super popular girl, who has all the social presence and is adversarial towards both Mimi and Lucy. Yeah. And they, as children, they bury a box of dreams, and they say they're going to come dig it up on graduation day. And you're like, okay. Lucy says in the voiceover that she cool doesn't, re she doesn't re remember what the dream that she buried is. And then they fast forward to graduation day. They're all not going to go. Mimi's pregnant. Kit's too popular. And Lucy's trying to lose her virginity to Justin Long, who is her lab partner and has been for the last three years. And then they decide not to do it mm -hmm. because she wants it to be special. Sure. So they end up all going to this. Telling tree. him he's not special. Yeah. Just <laughs> they end up all going to this tree to unbury, uh, dig up this box. They do one shovel in the ground, and then it's like dissolve wipe to the box. Uh, being completely being, clean. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, they pull it out, and then you're you're waiting for like this box to be filled with things, but it's just one bride. It's three doll. items. It's three items. It's Zoe. Zoe buried a, a bride doll. She's engaged as an 18-year-old for some reason. Yeah, because that and then, uh, And then Brittany... Had a locket with her mother in it. Picture of her mom. Picture of her mom. Says, I'm gonna, I am gonna. always wanted to go find my mom. And then Mimi just buried a, a keychain with <laughs> with with the earth on it. Yeah. <laughs> and said, I just, my dream was the world, to have the world. Yeah. And then we're like, that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> and they build the rest of the movie on those three dreams. On those three wishes and dreams, yeah, of course. Which we don't even know. And then right after that, Mimi's like, I'm going to California. I'm going to win this singing competition. And yeah. you're like, okay. Great. The roles are set. This, is, this isn't this is about Britney singing. It's about uh, Taryn Manning being the singer. Right. This is cool, I guess. They're just, like subverting it. And then that dream just dies like immediately. 
for the rest of the movie. In the next 20 minutes, that dream it dies a, <laughs> a very quick death. Yeah. In regards to a New Orleans karaoke competition hosted by Cool Mo D. Cool Mo D. <laughs> of all people. Uh, Rachel, did you have a particular scene you want to talk about before I talk about the karaoke scene? Because we have to talk about the karaoke scene. Yeah. Mine comes later, so you start with the karaoke. Okay, I'll, I'll go karaoke. So they the radiator cracks on their cross country road trip, and they need money. So they so Mimi has an idea. There's a karaoke bar where they can sing and make some money. Yep. And so they send out Taryn Manning, of course, uh, who is pregnant, to to be the lead singer because she's obviously going to do that in. Uh, in California. In California, so why not? And she gets too scared. People are yelling that she's pregnant. They don't want her to do it. So she, has, she has Brittany do it. <laughs> That's how she was singing. <laughs> that is exactly how she was singing. And the song is I Love Rock and Roll. Yeah, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And so Brittany comes out, and she sings I Love Rock and Roll in a Brittany way. But I got to say, not blown away. <laughs> Not uh, not paying attention. They made like five hundred dollars, <laughs> right, on just this singing performance. Hey, during that time, no one had heard somebody sing like that before. I just want to say, in two thousand one, is that how you think they made the money? Yeah, they made the money. It's like, oh, what? she is really emphasizing those. Yes, we're gonna go around the group and we're gonna say, how much money would you ever donate to a singing competition in a karaoke bar? If they said. Please donate your money to, to, to bands you like. The most money I would give, and it would have to be one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, would be $10. I'll say <laughs> You would go a nickel? Uh, yeah, it'd be a nickel. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say ten dollars too. Yeah. Ten dollars too. Yeah, I can't give more than twenty. Alex, how much would you give at a karaoke bar if you saw one of the best performances of your life, like Susan Boyle singing? <laughs> yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is a is a. I would have to. It would have to be the best karaoke performance I've ever and seen. You have in my to life. give that to him personally. You can't just put it in a basket and say, "Here, give that to the talent." <laughs> you walk up to him and say, "Dude, you, dude or lady, you captivated me beyond reason." Here's twenty dollars. I'll be like, dude, here's money for two gallons of gas in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like everybody stands up and is cheering. There's That's how like, good it has to be. Yeah, there's like maybe 40 people in that bar at the time, right? Yeah, not a lot. Let's say 50 max, being yeah. generous, 50 people in it's that bar. Crowd. And they made five. That's like every one of those people gave them at least ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't think that they did. I don't think that they made that much. Two thousand two in that economy, giving away ten dollars <laughs> post nine eleven. I don't think so. No way. You think that deliverance guy with the beard that was like, "Get off the stage," gave him money after the, after that poor opening. That had to be Chris Elliott too. That was, that was just looked like that just looked like hillbilly Chris Elliott, even though Chris Elliott's already hillbilly. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, what's your... No, no. Do, do you want to talk more about the, the whole pickup scene? Is, is that part of the karaoke scene, or do you not I, want to I talk I think about that, that is part of the karaoke scene, but not really. Uh, it, it just showed that Ben likes Britney, I Can guess. Can I just say those outfits that they wore in the karaoke <laughs> The karaoke jam, outfits were really bad. Absolutely insane. But what was up with Britney's so on time. hair? Her hair. It was very 2000. It was crinkle cut french fries. Very, 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 very 2000. That was the it was most, fantastic. It was fantastic. It was a time capsule. Is that what you're saying, Brittany? You're going to stand by that fantastic I thing. saw a lot of middle <laughs> yeah. school talent shows that had the same ensemble with the same I was wardrobe. Say, the same, <laughs> same thing. These were like adults dressed as like middle schoolers <laughs> in this movie. 
Is that the only time that crimping has ever been popular no. hair-wise? 80s. It was a big 80s Okay, thing. it was an 80s thing. That's came why back it came, in the, back, in the came back in the early 2000s. Yeah. 20 years. That's why it's also back now. That's why the 20-year cycle. Is crimping back? Is crimping back? It's back, yep. How how yeah, back is it? era's back. Yeah, because this two that early. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah, it's twenty years after that. So the early two thousand. That's why bucket hats are back. We're gonna talk about the bucket hat though. <laughs> Rachel, uh, what what scene do you want to discuss? Yeah, so the the scene that really perplexed me as uh, that where I felt that you really start to see the movie unravel is when Zoe Saldana's character they go to surprise the fiance. Oh man turns out he is seeing another woman and then in that moment there's this grand realization that he is the one that impregnated um and it just that that's melodramatic to the top and i felt like i felt like maybe shonda needed to rush it into this cathartic scene in order to move the plot forward because it wasn't going anywhere which yeah. is like if you have a road trip movie, like that—that's your plot right there. That's plot. Like, yeah. How, how do you fail at making a road trip movie yeah. not interesting? You know. Right, right. They, they, they divert. Not diverted. Yeah, they diverted the stakes. They, they made the stakes yeah. not being them getting to the destination. It's like beyond the destination. Uh, it's all the the dreams either being smashed or coming true. Um, yeah, it was it was totally. I mean, it, it it could have been necessary, but it was taken an uh, it, it took an unnecessarily dark turn. In the they third killed act. the baby too. Like, why kill the baby? Too? Yeah, they forced Mimi to have a miscarriage, and it's like it <laughs> yeah. just I don't. It know. wasn't a good twist. I, I no. see what you mean by they diverted the stakes. So it's very it was a very disappointing direction. In the I don't plot. care about any of them the entire movie. Like by the end, I was like, I don't care what happens to any of these. I people. really didn't care about Zoe Saldana. That's for sure. I couldn't care about Zoe Saldana's happiness. The only happiness I cared about was Lucy's and perhaps Mimi. I cared a little. I cared about pregnant. Mimi because she was so dumb, and you were like, "What are you doing? You need I mean, to figure something out, please." I just want you to figure it out. I don't know if she was dumb. She I was just, just felt, like uneducated. I felt really bad for her. I think they were emphasizing that she took a lot of time off uh, because of her teenage pregnancy from school. So that's why it's not like she's dumb. She's just uneducated educated yeah 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 she's like she missed that day in phys ed or anatomy i love karen manning though yeah she's all right i thought she was great she's all right she's very uh she's very one trick pony but But i I agree with you rachel i think that the uh the melodrama that it just became very melodramatic all of a sudden yeah like Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they just left. They went to go tour LA. They left Britney and Ben to have sex, and then you're like, "Okay, cool, that's fine." And then, and then it was just like, "Bomb, bomb, bomb," <laughs> just like three in a row. Yeah, and you know what? You, you knew that she was being cheated on. Like oh, yeah. that—that that was enough. Easy. I think. I think that was enough. That's all. You, that's all you needed. You didn't need to add the extra stakes. Yeah, of, and uh, then like Mimi, Mimi could have like consoled her after that and stuff. But the the blue bottle. On the rewatch, when I watched it that again, that blue bottle, the subtlety, yeah, that's very Shonda. On, on the rewatch, when I watched it again today, uh, Zoe Saldana starts making faces when she's talking about the blue bottle mm. in their story recounting. So I think that she had like an idea. Mm, that's because, interesting. Uh, Some subtle. When, when I rewatched it, she was she was acting yeah. like she knew something. Maybe. Subtle gears be turning. Yep, yep, yeah. I yep. get it. I she get didn't it. Act like it though. I later get it. On. 
I did like the the punching effect when Zoe Saldana, with the worst throw, with the worst swinging overhand left of all time. I know she. We took all this time to learn how to punch, and then she didn't really do it. Yeah, show me forty five seconds of how to punch, and then I'll do completely the opposite. It was very fast and out of nowhere, and it would have caught me by surprise because it caught me by surprise because I expected her to kind of rear back, you know, and like load the punch, but she just it just was like whoo, whoo, and then it made that sound. It was like. Yeah, it was like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook. Uh, Alex's favorite sound effect. I need to make that a drop. Um, Are you for real? We, did, we just did that. Yeah. Uh, no, that was just that was just the scenes we want to talk <laughs> just about. Just your capstone. I have, I have a couple. Wait, so that was the good is what you were saying? Yeah, that was all the good, <laughs> stuff. All the good stuff. Here's the bad stuff. No. <laughs> I feel really bad saying this, but Brittany, Lucy, as valedictorian... Un- unbelievable. I didn't really believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, she she could have. Uh, it was just the the poster on the wall said like here are some molecules. That's like we a, gotta <laughs> keep keep nature wild. <laughs> just a random biology poster, random chemistry poster. Uh, nothing related to sexuality except Britney personified. That's the whole thing that throws you off is like she's apparently this valedictorian, the shut in, the, this person who who fell away from her friendships with both Mimi and Kit, yet she's wearing a little boy undies. She's wearing a crop top. She's dancing. Well, you're allowed to wear a crop bedroom. top and be a, be a valedictorian. She's got, well. Look at Michael Waddington. <laughs> <laughs> he wears crop tops all the time. Shout out to the Wad. Uh, shout out to the Wad. You know, yeah, you just proved me wrong, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> No, Don't but, forget, she's a grease monkey too. She knows her her, her because way her dad. The well, shit. I mean, yeah. her, her dad's a mechanic, so she yeah. she should know a thing or two around a vehicle. Is she recognized that shit immediate? Demasculated that guy immediately. It definitely wasn't a head gasket. That's all. I knew. I knew <laughs> yeah. that, and I don't even I was know like, cars. Well, he forgot to change his oil. What the fuck is that? Oh, I didn't know you went under the car and 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 saw the blown <laughs> gasket because uh, you can't really see. Over the- no, but she says like I could go to college in California. Brittany, you just graduated high school. You have to already know where you're going to college. You were valedictorian. Like, yeah, you have to choose a college by like January. You're, you're already going. I don't understand what you're trying. You you just got an internship at a hospital. Y'all, I'm going to the finest community college <laughs> money can buy. But maybe maybe she it. was gonna go to junior college. I liked that her teacher that was like, you should pursue pursue music. And then her dad's like, no. No, she's, she's going to be a doctor. She's going to be a doctor. He's like, oh, that's a good elective voice voice classes. And then it made me ma- think. Double major. Yeah, I, I should have wa- watched that 20 years ago because I'm voice. She's going to be a Rhodes Scholar, you guys. Mm. You know she will be. A rogue scholar, if you would. <laughs> but I, So I, I feel bad saying it, but I think that... It wasn't I, believable. I just didn't believe her. Her background was not believable. I, I totally get what you mean, Nick. Uh, the other thing that was unbelievable is them just getting it on a road trip with a total stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone that they never met. Are Only you, Mimi met, and she met him the night before. Would any left. of you have done this? I don't know if I would have. No, not in Georgia. Well, my mom wouldn't have let me. So, um, what's your real good stuff, though, Nick? I mean, we t- we can talk all day about how how bad and how boring this movie can be, but they're there. Some well, shining lights. I, so I had some problems with Ben that we'll get uh, to. We'll, we'll get talk to, about it when we we'll talk get about to him. We'll get yeah. to him later. Uh, good stuff. I liked the driving stuff. I thought that in when they're in the car on the road with the music blasting, it's quintessential I road was, trip. I was in. I was in. Brittany was wearing her sick bucket hat that would just like every kid would wear nowadays. Very two thousand. A hat I would love to have and love to wear. Uh, 
the music that played while they were driving, off the top of my head, in sync. Not terrible. Bye bye bye. Great song. Not terrible. Uh, uh, they were listening to a, 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 Shania, kid, a Shania song. They did Shania. They did listen to a Kid Rock cover of uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man, which was not good. <laughs> yeah, that, not was not, that was but not good. Wait, really? I missed that. The Holy girls, shit, the really? Girls, uh, was that the one he was uh, kept they're, changing it back to? They were going into, no, they were going into the grocery store. It was like at night. They pull in and they're like, how could I, how I could just kill a man? <laughs> because I'm not getting that COVID vax. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, played some Shania. Played some Sheryl Crow. If it makes you happy, that's the song they should have karaoke. I thought that song would have been way better in karaoke than uh, "I Love Rock and Roll." Yeah. Anyway, I I, I really thought that the uh, the driving stuff was was the driving high, was good. The high point of the movie. Good uh, cinematography. Great car too. Yeah. Decent car. Seventy three Buick. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. Fun fact, the director said that uh, they were only able to communicate with them through walkie-talkies because they were all in different cars filming around the car. Sure. And so a lot of the time, the kids in the car would just have the conversations and not respond to any of the the director comments. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just like driving next to them, filming them the whole time. Man, I wonder how much gas they wasted. Yeah, how much? Yeah, how much gas did they have to buy with this? Like, what this car get like six miles a gallon? That was golden age. That was the golden yeah. age of gas. Solid eight. Uh, oh, that's what, <laughs> that's when gas was just creeping over a dollar fifty. It was like just cheap enough, but there wasn't like uh, it wasn't like the seventies where you had to wait in a sixty mile line just right. to get some gas. Oh no, two thousand two was the year a uh, gas went over two dollars, and my dad had heart failure. It's like we're going over two dollars. This country's going to trash. It went over two dollars, and then for some reason we started a war with. Iraq. Huh, who why was that? Oh, and our gas still went up. Who, Unbelievable. Oh, I don't see why that. I don't see how those things are related. Mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, one other thing I liked the poster. The poster of this movie is a really good poster. Them three like arm in arm. It it really is walking on a road. It's a rememberable poster. I'm in. Yeah. It's it's. I didn't remember a thing from the movie, but I could recall that poster. In I know mind. the font. I love the font. Great love, crossroads. Love front. that. Love that faux '80s, faux '90s uh, grease grease pen sort of look. Is that what it is? What What do you call that? Grease it's pen. Air, it's airless. Era. Oh, airless. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's our font fact for the day. Now font you're fact. done. You're done. No more. <laughs> you're done now. Um. Yeah. No, I, uh, I enjoyed. Rachel, it. what were some real good stuff for you? I just think overall, Brittany was very endearing for me. Yeah, for her first acting role beyond the Mickey Mouse Club, great. She did great. Yeah. She, did she was great. far from the biggest problem in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I agree. I have to point out, she has acted in plenty of music videos before this. Like, <laughs> she's had Wordless. her experience, you know? Wordless, yes. She's using her silent movie body language techniques in, during the music videos, but uh, this is her first like dialogue uh, uh, role beyond the Mickey Mouse Club. You're right, Brittany. I'm bummed for her because she wanted to transition to acting. She could have done the Mandy Moore and became more of an actress. Nah, I don't. I didn't like her when she. I mean, this was good and all, but I didn't like her when she was on when she did her SNL gigs, uh, when she did her like cameo appearances. She felt she felt still raw. You know, she felt still. She wasn't polished whenever she did SNL. Whenever she did the. Well, they should have given. It was a lot better than fucking Lance Bass in the movie last year, though. That's (laughs) on the line, yeah. Right. I mean, if we're comparing comparing that, yeah, absolutely. She blew it. That's what I'm saying. Like she blew it out of the water with this because she had a lot of time to prepare. Where where with SNL or cameo appearances or or yeah. other, other things, she did, she didn't really have those chops. Um, but yeah, no, she was fine. 
I Did you have any other uh, good stuff? Um, what was really good about this? It was very. It was a very original concept for being a road trip movie. Like a road trip movie's been done done to death before this, long after this. Um, but it's still very original in that. They didn't. They they kept as close as they could to the whole road trip plot of just trying to get to the destination. They didn't really have a cr- a lot of crazy mishaps along the way. Yeah, nothing. They had an they excellent didn't, like, dialogue. They didn't accidentally like, rob a place or anything. The character relationship was very organic. Like it wasn't. They felt it, like friends. It wasn't very shoehorned. Yeah, they felt like uh, sort of felt like long lost friends, but they felt like they could keep a dialogue with each other and not be like uh uh uh, uh just shoddy with each other. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. Um, the whole staying out of contact with Dan Aykroyd, I really appreciated that because yeah. there was no reason to keep a, keep a dialogue. Like she did the one scene to set up, like oh, I'm doing this, click, and then <laughs> uh, then like she did the threatening, I'm gonna go back home. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I I I, I like the overall uh, general plot line of the movie. It's where the specifics get me lost in the reads. Well, Shonda said that they they casted real looking girls to surround Brittany instead of just putting like a blondeurage. Zoe Sa- Zoe Saldana does not look real. She still don't look real. She will never look real. She's she's incredible. She's incredible. I'm sorry, Taryn Manning. Yeah, she looks like a quote unquote. Normal. How old do you think Zoe Don Zoe Saldana is right she's now? She's forty. Forty. She's older than that. She's forty five. Orange forty. Forty three years old. Wow. Is that unbelievable? Black don't cry. Hey, look up uh look up Zoe Saldana's uh husband. He looks like the super Zoe, Zoe actual Sal- Italian version of Nick. Zoe Saldana's husband is one of the weirdest things you'll see. Is her husband today. Armando Iannucci? You gotta Google it. Is it Marco Pre- Perego Saldana? Mm. <laughs> somebody uh somebody with a lot yeah, somebody. He, he took her name. Good for him. Oh, good for him. I do like how this movie I, I like the concept of it too. Um, Because you think about it, she is at a crossroads. She's about to be, uh, you know, she's a young woman. And as cliched as it is, the the song, not, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Like, these are themes that we go through as young women. And, And the scene that I really liked that I thought was a good scene was, uh, when the three of them kind of have these vulnerable moments mm-hmm. and they realize, why did we stop becoming friends? And yeah. that's very touched. I think um, a lot of female friendships have similar moments. I liked that scene a lot after the karaoke bar. They they all spend the night just talking with each other the Who whole time. Some of mama's punch. <laughs> but, the, uh, but the funniest part about that was Ben was just like, see y'all later. And then he just disappeared until like Dipped. seven in the morning. Where did he go? <laughs> Where did he go? Like he's got, he had to have gone to a bunch of topless bars. <laughs> yeah, did, had he, did he just like go sleep in the park? I'm venting out my frustrations here <laughs> in Bourbon Street. It was for the best that he was gone because they couldn't have had these moments with each other. And that was by far like the most friendshipy part of the movie. Yeah. Was Man. when they all told each other their like how stories. Much, how much do those mini bar cocktails cost, you think? They spent two dollars. They spent way piece. too much money at that <laughs> hotel, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they're reveling. Yeah, they they just they only won max five hundred dollars and it cost three hundred something to fix the radiator. So they didn't have much to play with, but they ordered room service and Man. You know, basically this the 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 first room that they went they were staying in in Alabama that Zoe Saldana apparently hated and then in the room that was in New Orleans. The very same room with different wallpaper. <laughs> Can I just say that? Like different colored wallpaper. Like it was just it was gold in New Orleans and red in Alabama. And it was the exact same room. And Zoe Saldana in the first room hated it, yet loved the New Orleans 
Merlin's room thinking it was royalty. That room looks shoddy there as was, shit. There was a mini bar in that room. Yeah, that was the benefit. Like, oh, I get my booze on. Well, the first song. On they, Hanson's dime. The first song they played while they were in that room was by Boomcat. You guys, you know, know Boomcat? I don't know Boomcat. You don't know Boomcat? No. Well, that's actually Taryn Manning's band. Oof. Boomcat. Oofta. So she sang that song. Uh, so she's actually a singer. I think we should give her some props, even though they just cast her aside almost immediately in this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so let's get down to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, we'll start with Rachel. Rachel, who worked for you in this film? Was it pretty? I thought Mimi worked for me. Mimi. Uh, yeah, Mimi is the pregnant friend right you're right, you're right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah i thought i thought it worked and i like dan Aykroyd as dad he was okay like overall his role is okay his accent man was just so 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 <laughs> well that's so that's good. where you're gonna jump in but uh i'll i'm gonna second rachel and say mimi worked for me the most too i thought she really uh i believed her character more than everybody else's i think serenity now <laughs> Uh, sure, sure. You know what? You know what was the most believable thing because it actually exists or existed. Uh, Britney's accent. Britney's accent. Even though she's from Louisiana, she nailed the southern accent. Subtle and southern. Subtle. You That's got, all you need. Subtle. It's all you need for a southern accent. Just be a little subtle. Uh, who was not subtle? <laughs> uh, besides Dan Aykroyd, uh, Kit Zoe Saldana's George Georgian accent was uh, an abomination on 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 many grounds. <laughs> Many, 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 many grounds. Between the choice of Dan Aykroyd and Zoe Saldana, I could have been convinced that Dan Aykroyd is from Georgia. He's from Canada. I looked up where Zoe Saldana was from because I was like, I hope she's not from the South. And she was from New Jersey. She's from New Jersey. So she's from Jersey. That kind of explains it. But she should have still some either have no accent or or man, just be more subtle. She was the only one who I really recognized as having a Southern accent. So I guess I'll give her credit there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got to give Dan Aykroyd the benefit of the doubt because he's a dumb Canuck. My worst was Ben. Ben just didn't do anything for me. He was whatever. Yeah, that's he that's was the just, whole thing. Like you got to recast Ben if anything in this film. Like, uh, Brittany put in the winner of two Razzie awards including a uh, worst actress and worst Brittany. original song. Uh I think that's wrong. It should be a worst actor. The, wor- the so not a girl was nominated, co-written- nominated for six uh Six Razzies, I think. Yeah, a lot. Uh, Brittany, uh, uh, give me some, give me some details on this. The the "Not a Girl" song was co-written with Dido. Yeah, I just was on um, IMDb and saw that. No, maybe it was Robot. Oh yeah, IMDb and saw that it won two awards. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, this is great. And then <laughs> <laughs> winner of the Razzie Awards. Um, yeah, it's cool. But Dido, Dido did write that song. She was a big songwriter before she became a singer, right, Dido? With uh, with yeah. Rami Yacoub and Max Martin. Yeah, who's the Max Martin, Martin? The producer. The Max Martin, yeah. 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 Interesting. Huh. Yeah. It's a good song, though. I don't it's know. it's a good song. It needs to not be a a, a a manufactured pop song. Like, if it was, if if she performed the poem that this film was, which is not a girl. <laughs> yeah. She performed the poem with Ben with just an acoustic guitar or just a piano, like yeah. in that one scene. Yeah. It would have been groundbreaking and ground shaking, but that's more like our years. Yeah. That's more like 2010 to 20 to now, basically. They would have done that, a, strip, a, gr- a stripped down version of it. Yeah. Str- yeah. Stripped down, not chopped and screwed, um, much to everyone else's chagrin. 
Um, I thought Ben uh, Ben's obsession with being a manly man really turned me off of him. He he threw that huge fit after he woke up after being drunk. And what was, was like, that? And he was like, I don't have anything. I'm just hanging out with these chicks all the time. I can't even drive my own car. Just hanging out with a bunch of girls. It's like, you like to drive that much, first of all? And second of all, what is your deal? Why are you tripping? You're hanging out with, with yeah, two you're and three quarter like, beautiful women. Yeah. I, I didn't understand. His character was like way overdone, masculine, and like overwritten. He was very, um, he was very uh, 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 a templated uh, trope of the uh, tough, cute boy. Yeah, tough, cute boy keeping his emotions. What do they call that? It's like the opposite of a bandy pixie girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like the band guy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, A broody, a broody boy. Brooding, yeah, brooding man. He's a big broody boy. Um, Okay, that's fair. Uh, Who who didn't work for you, Rachel? I I don't think we talked about that. Hmm. At first, I was kind of surprised, like pleasantly surprised to see Kim Control. Kim Control, I completely mm-hmm. forgot about her, but she felt out of place to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she was in a different movie. It would have made more sense to have a Madonna cameo, honestly, and and fortunately, yeah. her hair was bad, her outfit was bad, her acting was relatively bad. Like the whole scene where she comes uh, from hanging up the phone with her son. Uh, to coming into the room and noticing that Britney's not on her the couch. Out- no, her outfit was good. I didn't like the, the whole Panama what? Jack outfit. Oh, it was cool. She's about to go on a safari expedition. I liked it a after lot. After telling Britney that she didn't want her as she was a, also uh, being, she didn't want her to exist. She's being really mean for no reason. Uh, she's deadbeat mom. What are you? What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, but she could have like she could have eased Britney out. You know, you shouldn't have to be like, I didn't want you. No, the whole point of the film is to always have your child when you when you get impregnated. You can't can't turn your back on that baby. Um, no, what I was saying, her her acting when she notices that Britney wasn't on the couch anymore when she initially had started her conversation, but she was at the mantle looking at her children. When she looks at the couch and and takes three seconds to realize Britney's not there and turns to look <laughs> at the mantle, really threw me off. I was like, Kim, you're better than this. I know you're you were a mannequin, but you're better than this. Uh, it's payday, but uh, you know Britney's favorite show, uh, Sex and City, SOTC. Yeah, she was supposed to play Kim Cattrall's niece in an episode. But uh, it was nixed because they didn't want her being associated with sex and stuff. Oh, I got nixed uh, because of some stupid lines. Yep. Um, well, it's time to play Friends or Defoe. Uh, replace a character in this movie with Willem Defoe or any of the characters from Friends. Do we want to do characters from Friends or actors from Friends? I think it should be a mixed bag. If we want to put Willem Defoe, we can just put Willem Defoe. But yeah. If they're not, we'll just put a, a Friends character. I think Friends character a works character, best for this ca- film. A character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have to be a Defoe character. Uh, Rachel, who would you replace in this movie? <laughs> I put Willem Defoe in a wig playing um, <laughs> Brady's mom. Yeah. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson. The the cross-dressing uh, actor-to-actress role is is really <laughs> prominent, and I really am all for it, especially based on the fact that we saw <laughs> Willem Defoe in a wig in a previous film that we uh, reviewed, yeah. The Boondock Saints, and he looks great. He looks great. I, I also love the idea of him doing that, and then like the next scene, Brittany being like, I have... Uh, I have her eyes and her smile and her hair. <laughs> She's talking about Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good uh, visual joke for sure. Uh, Nick, uh, do you have do you have somebody? You know, I'm gonna put Jen Aniston in mm. as the mom. I'm gonna Rachel rep- I'm, as the mom. Rachel as the mom. Mm, she'd be a pretty good, uh, terrible mom. Yeah. Like if it was a uh, what's uh, Ruth? Ruth, right? Ruth. That's the name of the. That's the name of the baby and baby Ruth. Emma. 
Emma. So so th- this could be the story of Emma. Yeah. Uh, twenty years, twenty years down the road. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just Ross working as a mechanic <laughs> in Southern Georgia. <laughs> It's all part of it. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally it's all cool. one song. Uh, I'm going to go to the Friends route as well and do Phoebe as Mimi because uh, Phoebe as a teenage mom would be a lot more funnier than Mimi was. Uh, it kind of fits. Yeah, but but that whole plot twist of her losing the baby would be more devastating than than what we saw. I lost the baby like I lost my car keys or something. <laughs> that <was laughs> That's a terrible line. Good acting, bad line. Oh, uh, quote, quotes, speaking of quotes. Uh, speaking of Mimi and a, and a, yeah, and a baby. <laughs> my favorite my favorite quote was that that fake John Bernthal guy who, mm. who thought that he impregnated Mimi said, hey, Mimi, how's the fetus? I that, feel that was his lead-in to like, talk to her. <laughs> that guy looked like one of the surfers from Orange County, like one of... Uh, <laughs> One of uh, Colin Hanks' friends, but I don't think it was. But it looked a lot like him. He looked him. really bad. He had a really big nose. <laughs> yeah, That's all was, I remember. What was up with that dude? And he got rocked <laughs> yeah. by Mimi. He got the first punch. He the got movie. the good punch. He got the best punch of the whole film. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the line by Anson Mount. I've been stuck in a car with chicks all day. <laughs> like, oh, man, you going to cry? Yeah, keep complaining about it. That line was so fucking cringy. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, That's dude. a 2000s quote if I ever heard one. Yeah. Shonda, it just shows Shonda is an overrider, and it works better in TV. Yeah. It just works better in TV. Yeah. It's not movie stuff. She she's not the one to say what exact line the 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 role should say, but she'll say they wouldn't say that. Yeah, she's like here's something better. They wouldn't like, say that. Here's the twist. I'll give you the twist. Here's the other things you should have. Make it good. <laughs> would you rather be a showrunner for? Uh, we'll we'll do this quick game. Would you rather be a showrunner for uh, less than five years on a sh- on a on a on a popular show? Yeah. Or be the lead writer on a not so popular show for? Longer than five years. Which one gets syndicated? I'm taking that one. I'm taking the show, the showrunner <laughs> one because I think if it's very popular, it gets syndicated. Hundred episodes. Let's say there's only fifty episodes for the super popular show, but it's ultra mega, ultra major, uh, super I'm popular. I'm using that one, no doubt. Could escalate into f- further roles, or your lead writer for ten years on a show that that has st- staying power. I'm I'm doing anything that has syndication because they make so much money off syndication. Okay, then you're the lead crazy. writer for ten years. Okay, then I'll do that one. Rachel, uh, what do you what do you th- what do you say? Do you know the difference? So it's a long term. I'm kind of lost. It's too much um, TV film speak for so me. So I'll put it this way: Would you rather be a a writer um, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia or be the the main showrunner for three seasons of The Walking Dead, the first three seasons of The Walking Dead, and then be done? And a showrunner is you're a main writer. You're like the head of the writers. So people come up to you with ideas and you tell them, no, that's shit. Yes, we'll use that in this episode. No, we'll put that in the back burner. Blah, 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 blah. That sort of thing. You're basically the... You're basically the creative director of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Answer to me. <laughs> I think I'd go with the, 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 the long-term writer because I like this concept of evolving with the characters. Mm, I like yeah. that a lot. I know. I like that too. <laughs> make it fresh. How, how would you make it fresh? Give me a happier ending. <laughs> if you're going to do this whole scene where she finds out that not only is, is Zoe Saldana's fiance cheating on her, but, but uh, he also raped her, her former best friend, but now pretty good friend, um, it should end not with a miscarriage and falling down some stairs and alluding to the fact that she got called to the paramedics and lost the baby. It should trigger uh, uh, labor. 
Because she's so close to having a baby, like the baby's kicking, like all this stuff's going on. I don't know how much, how far along she is. I think is. she was only five months. I, I want to say six months, months Six tops. months max since she got pregnant in December, and then it, graduation would be around June, June or yeah. May. Right, right. Yeah. I want, I wanted it to be like eight or nine, so it could trigger the could trigger labor yeah and then, then they, they all show up as as three and they don't she doesn't have the baby in hospital she has the baby like in the elevator or oh, like okay. in the in the apartment building but britney's there and they're all there and they have like a very very strong girl bond moment and and then like we're gonna be the three moms to this child either they're gonna be the three moms to the child or like <laughs> hey you're both my godmothers like we're all gonna be here for each other even if we're gonna do our own thing after this after all of this like <laughs> yeah. we're st- this is our bond this this is our bond this placenta is our bond that sort of thing. Pussy power. Pussy yeah, power. there you go. Pussy power. Yeah. I think what it made it more interesting and fresh is if, especially for this target audience, is if each character was more distinct. Mm-hmm. So I like, rather that. than rather than the pregnant woman having this dream of being a singer too, because that kind of diminishes her story since Brittany becomes the singer. Right. Maybe it's something different. Like maybe she has her baby and she launches an Etsy business yeah. and she becomes a momager, <laughs> a momager. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know, maybe Zoe's a uh, Saldana's character. She, um, I don't know. Like she's an Did athlete. Etsy exist in 2002. Well, not, not Etsy, no, but, you, but know, you know, yeah, just something to make each character strong. And I, I think that would resonate with the target audience. Cause it's like, right. Oh, each of these three women, they went off and did something on their own and, despite having this having this idea that they they were going to do that Mm -hmm. now going on this trip they're like no i'm going to do this i'm going to go for this dream or whatever yeah the whole message of like them finding themselves was very lost was very lost in translation it was more of like they had this symbiotic relationship and they had to they only really fleshed out yeah they only fleshed out Brittany's. Brittany ascension yeah. and and Mimi's descension like that's really all they fleshed out is like how Zoe and and Mimi and, and Kit and Mimi were, were second bananas to stupid Lucy Etsy was popular in 2007 thank you Brittany uh so couldn't have been Etsy <laughs> but hey four years from now she's trying to make she's trying to pay for preschool you know started selling that's true that's Etsy. true that's true I, I agree with you, Rachel. That's how I would make a fresh too. Give them each something different to shoot for. Like, why? It just didn't make any sense that Terry Manning was the one who was like, she could have gone to California for any reason. Like, Literally. Why, why did it have to be for the singing competition? Because they just needed to go there? Like, they needed a singing competition because it would have been an acting role. It would have been an audition if they had a, a really good actor. But they had Britney, who was a singer. That's what it was. Like, that's <laughs> Ooh, the only reason. I mean, Britney did not want to sing. Like, if Taryn Manning was, uh, uh, um, like, that would have been the thing. Like, if Taryn Manning was, like, lead in choir at the school or, like, lead in, in whatever, you know, she was she was a famous singer in whatever fucking Georgia town they were from, and then she's like, "I'm going to California to make it big, even though I got this baby in my belly." Um, that would have been a, a more a more captivating story rather than just like, well, "I'm going to try it out." I don't know what I'm going to do. Or maybe she's an artist and Something. she wanted to be this this Give me more. artist. Give yeah. me more. She needs to do more for this baby. Angie <laughs> more. more. Speaking of, give me more. It's time for the top five. Top five. Gonna do our top five Britney Spears songs. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. 
I have my five. I don't have them in particular order, but I have my five. Well, you have to have them in particular order. That's how top five works, motherfucker. No, top five in no particular order. That's all you got (laughs) to say and designate it. Okay. Uh, Number five, we'll start with the guest. Rachel, what do you have? Number five is Slave for You. Really good song. It's a good song. Uh, Underappreciated song just because of the the, uh, backlash that the song produced and the um, obviously highly oversexual... sexual overtones that that song has. Uh, Is that the one she made out to Madonna too? With the snake around her? No, she didn't make out to uh, Madonna with that song. Madonna made out with her when they all did the um, Like a Virgin song together. Her, Britney, and Christina. Yeah. What was that? Ah, so that's why Madonna was was supposed to be cast. That's why Madonna didn't uh, want to play the main, that. That's why Madonna didn't want to play the mom role because she saw herself more as like kissing sisters. <laughs> Kiss, kissing cousins no sisters uh, it's Georgia my number five was gonna be crazy but then I realized that it's give me more because that has the first time she says it's Britney bitch oh and yeah that song yeah yeah. yeah the first you. time she says it's Britney bitch is in give me more which makes it just a staple of Britney conversation song, it just has it has to be in the conversation Uh, my number five can you please play it Play. Yeah, I was like, why didn't you play it, Steve? It's Britney, bitch. Hell sure. yeah. <laughs> sure, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's her calling card for like the rest of her career. The rest of her career, you're right. Uh, my number five, I've never really listened to the song, but it's but it's one of the best title track titles of a song of all time. It's If You Seek a Me. If You Seek a Me? If You Seek Amy. <laughs> if You Seek Amy, yeah. I think that's a cover too, isn't it? Isn't there an older song called If You Seek Amy? It's possible. Uh, I did. I did listen to "If You Seek Amy," and it wasn't bad. I, it was good. I'll say that. No, it's not. It's an original song. Rachel, your number four. A uh, number four is "Lucky." Oh lucky, my god! Lucky is, lucky is so watching good. that music video and just "Lucky" is a really, okay. really underrated music video. She's so lucky. It's a really good song. Yeah. She's the a song. Star. The song is not as strong as the music video, cry, but it's a great cry. song too. Video's good, yeah. Yeah, really, really, yeah, the, really. The video and the song go together so well. And that's from her first album or second album? I don't remember. I have a hard time delineating the albums because she did those first three albums were so close together. They were so close like together. They were all the same time. Yeah, I feel like Oops, I Did It Again was much later than what it was. But it wasn't. It was 01. Well, speaking of uh, Oops, I Did It Again, I'm not using that one yet. Number four, for me, Stronger. Yeah. Stronger is just, uh, Rachel, you sang it when you came on the podcast. Stronger is just a very good song. Mm-hmm. Full stop. It She's is stronger than one. yesterday. Very motivating. Yeah. Now ain't nothing but a mile away. Her loneliness ain't here to stay no more. I really like that song. I, it's I a good it, song. I left it off my list, but I'm going to give it an honorable mention. It's stronger. My number four will be Sometimes. Sometimes. Which is from her first album. I remember that. Sometimes great song. That's, very, that's sometimes is my number three. I think of that. I think of that for uh, that first album cover when I think of sometimes. I don't think of Hit Me Baby one time. I think of sometimes. Sometimes it was a song that I didn't remember until I just listened to it again, and then mm. I knew every word, and I was like, "This is really good." As soon as I saw the song title, I was like, "Oh yeah!" And then just immediately back to '99. Love it. Uh, number three, Rach. Oh, it's not a good song, but I used to be obsessed with the song Boys. I forgot about Boys. I forgot about Boys until I looked it up. Boys. 
yeah. I used good. to like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. I used to like put the song on and like, um, like make up the music video in my head and Solid. like I was in it yeah. and I was on the dance floor with boys. Oh, you're not was, alone. Like, at the time. Rachel, you're not alone. Yeah. It was the same, same song, same, uh, same, uh, mental vision. What's Just your three? Me, yeah, me surrounded by boys on the dance floor. My number three <laughs> is going to be, uh, oops, I did it again. It's, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a stronger, more impactful, better video, more staying power song than uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're wrong. You're wrong in that it's number three on your list and not number one. It's not number one. I'm sorry. I have a number one. That's actually your big mistake. No, she has a way better banger at number one, and I can't wait to discuss it. That's not true, because Oops, I Did It Again is my number one. It's also Rachel's number one. It's got so many things that make it number one. It's got at the beginning. It's got that. It's got an ad lib about her in the an interlude in the middle about her getting the uh, in the music video. Yeah, yeah, the Titanic, (laughs) the Titanic stone. Awesome. Yeah. How is that? That's just great. It's an all time music video. All time music video. It's a. it just it really checks all the boxes. It's it's Britney's number one. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. I got two more songs better than it. Be, okay. Better than it. Uh, Rachel, what's your number two? Toxic. Yeah. Love love the video, and I just remember it was this different force of Britney when that song came out. Yeah, it was a turning point for her career for sure when Toxic came out. For better or for worse, well, we, we'll Toxic never know. is her number one uh, on Spotify. Interesting. Most played song on Spotify. I wonder why. Is Britney's Toxic. Oh, because it's TikTok. That's why. Toxic is my Big number. TikTok song. Toxic is also my number two. Number it's, two? It's incredible. And it okay. still is. It's so catchy. It's still so good. It's very catchy. Oh, my God. It's still so good. It's very catchy. Um, I'm going to go reverse on Rachel. Number two, Slay For You. Uh, the, it, 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 there was a lot behind that song, not just the music video. Or the boa constrictor. Not just her live performances with the boa. There was some serious hip movements going on. There was some. There was like a. This was like her going like I'm jumping off this diving board into the deep water. The part where she goes sexualization for you. Yeah. Like the. And when she she was hitting the falsetto, I mean, this was the time where she was hitting the falsetto, like in the toxic era. Like she was doing "Slave for You." She did toxic where she was hitting this high, high, high high note. Not a Mariah Carey note, but it's still a high note. Sorry, Rachel, I interrupted you. Oh, all good. I was just going to say the beat, the production in that song is so good, too. It's so good. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, what's, what's your number one, Stephen? What's the number one? one, I can't believe this. You guys left this on, on all of your top fives. The number one Britney song of all time is Drive Me Crazy. That's the number one banger of all time from Britney. You cannot tell me no. I was going to put it, it in my five. It's a good one, yeah. It's so movie, good. Right? It's so good. It inspired a movie title. It inspired a music video Melissa where Joan, she was. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart owes a lot to Britney. Adrian Grenier. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it has a music video where it takes place in an insane asylum, and they're all wearing very, very, very flashy clothing in an insane asylum. It was my number five, but I just, I just had to give it to it's Britney, bitch. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's between stronger and, and and crazy as like the the number one songs for me as as Britney Spears tracks, but crazy is. Crazy is just crazy good. It's good. It's got the cowbell too. The yeah, cow, the cowbell is incredible. It just it it there's just actual cowbell in a Britney Spears song and it bops. It just bops. Yeah. No, I could easily give it to to those three. I could easily reorder it to be Oops as number two, 
um, and, and, and Crazy as number one, and then Honorable Mench stronger. Like those three are, it's, it's a holy triumvirate of Britney Spears. Yeah. But, but my honorable mention is a scream and shout where she's a feature on Williams. <laughs> scream <laughs> and shout and let it and all let it out. All <laughs> oh, yo. I loved Black Eyed Peas, uh, but Brittany, different, different combo. Brittany, what are what are your top Britney songs? Lucky, number one. It's a great song. It's a great song. Time for the let's get gamey. Reboot, sequel, prequel. You pick one and you pitch one. Okay. Uh, you both have yours, so I guess we I'll... both we both actually kind of had the same movie, Rachel. So yeah, you both talk it yeah. talk it out. No, uh, yeah, Rachel. I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, and you, you pitch, if I worked pitch in yours Hall, first. If I worked in the industry, I think I would want to be like in casting. So I had a lot of fun with this one. Good move. I wanted to pick a modern day. So I I would want to reboot it, and I would want to pick a modern day pop star. So I thought Olivia Rodrigo as Lucy. Shaboy! Yep. It's the right call. Then, you, you need somebody really famous to like to to name the movie. That's that's the Britney role. I think you got she that. She really is the new Britney when you think she was a former Disney. Yeah. Right. I think and then now she's yeah. Yeah. the only other person. I th- so much clout. Yeah. The only other person I thought of was Ariana Grande, but she's like 27. So she's a little too old. I think it would be modern and fresh too, because um, you're casting a, a leading actress who's like a woman of color. She's mixed, so I could see that really working. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, who's who's your uh, who's your Mimi? Uh, so we we both picked two the same people, right? We cast <laughs> yeah. the same people. Uh, so I picked Zadie Sink Zink uh, from Stranger Things because I wanted. Somebody oh, who yeah. kind of had this rawness to her, a little bit of rough around the edges, and she works for me. I agree. I agree. I I was just like, who can play? The, who's young enough? A who is not super famous that that has some room to grow, so she doesn't overshadow Olivia. Yes, it's uh, and it, that actually leads me to my next point because I thought this was a little bit contentious for Kit. I put Zendaya. But I was very hesitant because mm. I felt like that's a small role for her. Like I would want more of an up and comer. So I like your casting better, Nick. Yeah, I had I have a Storm Reed from uh, Euphoria, which is Zendaya's little sister, right? Oh, is that who it is? Is that who she is in the show? I've never seen the show. What? <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen Euphoria? What? It's yeah, too... Nick, Nick can handle. Are you kidding? That kind why of, would yeah, I see that? Kind of stress. It's a great show. It's that's so, why you should. So yeah. stressful. Oh yeah, of course it is. It's yeah. like watching uh, Uncut Gems an hour at a time. Oh my god. <laughs> Very intense. Yeah. No, with, with, teenage, with teenage son of a bitch. With teenage angst and like tapping into your. Your, like worst and heavy drug usage and yeah, hating your parents and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, my other option was Amanda Stenberg, who was in uh, The Hate You Give, and she was Rue in uh, Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Well, she oh, might be too old. Too. She yeah. might be too old for this film. She's 22. So I think mm. she, she's just like yeah. a little bit older, but I think she would still fit in. Straight! Yes! <laughs> Uh, and uh, so yeah. the Ben role was really the hardest one. So the one yeah. I got was a uh, KJ Appa, the guy who plays. You're just throwing names out. These yeah. are all fake. These are who's <laughs> who. Uh, he's the Riverdale. He's he's the main kid in Riverdale. Who's the main kid in Riverdale? Jughead? Archie. Archie. Oh, he's yeah. Archie. He's Archie. Okay. Right, he's, he's yeah, New, this is hard for me too. He's Nick, New Zealander. He's 24, so he's like technically you're just could, saying could names. be any. Age. You don't know these people. I know all 
all these people. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know who Storm Reed is. I don't know who Storm Reed is because I don't watch Euphoria. Because you're just saying names just for the sake of it. Because other yeah, people I'm are casting a good movie, cast. motherfucker. It was tough to cast uh, Ben because I, I literally just Googled young yeah. male actors and looked at yeah. the list. <laughs> and I think I think this whole concept of edgy, like uh, mysterious, like uh, I don't like over masculine young actor is not mm. really trending trendy anymore. You see it in the two thousands, right? But now the trendy type of actor is like the Tom Holland, or like the, the Shalomay, yeah. And that's not the right that's not the right fit for yeah. Ben. You don't no, want no, a no, ghost no. kid as your main boy. <laughs> you don't want Asa Butterfield as your main boy. <laughs> yeah, Asa who's just like I want the skinny uh, skinny pale one, please yeah. give yeah. me the skinny pale one. Uh, which one? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ben's tattoos. In this I movie put some were guy horrible. named Nick Centeno, and I'm like, Nick okay, Centineo he is he is he the younger brother of Noah Centineo? Maybe. Is the, I have no idea. Oh, follow up question: Is that the location where Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman met after Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Zewatanejo. Zewatanejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, so what's, oh wait, his name he his name is Noah Centeno. There is no oh, Nick Centeno. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Noah and and Centeno. Uh. That's actually probably the best choice. And then he's he's to all the boys I've loved. He was the main guy in that, and he needs another acting job because he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Um, if we're gonna do a reboot of this film, and you both uh, chose, very I think well. you should do sequel. No, I'm gonna do a reboot too, but it's not gonna feature live action. This is completely animated, <laughs> okay. and it's gonna have the same people, and it's gonna take place in modern day, and uh, they're gonna try to reenact, basically reenact the entire film. Uh, but but have way more stakes involved, have way more comedic moments involved, have have more outrageousness involved because it's an animated film. Yeah, you <laughs> a la Eight Crazy Nights. You would make an Eight Crazy Nights version of Crossroads. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Eight Crazy Crossroads. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? I think the the sequel to this is pretty interesting with all those actresses back in it. I think Britney's really the only one that's like pretty tough. Yeah, uh, you we barely get her, but then you have yeah. Zendaya come in. It would be it no, Britney wouldn't show up. It would be the daughter or or son of Britney Spears's character that either she has with Ben or just has, and uh, the the plot twist to make it to, to have a dark turn. That child goes and kills Kim Cattrall. Okay. Yeah, that's the sequel. Yeah, that's, that, you, there's my two pitches. You right have there. to have some crazy. Yeah, you got to have dark, really bad dark turn. Well, I would just I would just redo the same movie except make their roles. Just like we talked about, more individual, uh, yeah. less, less, less crossover. I yeah. think you can have them all like be their own selves. Yeah, have a little, have a little background for like twenty minutes about yeah, their yeah, backstory. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, Alex, what? Which of these eighteen movies are you watching? As usual, Nick saturates his own market, so I'm <laughs> going to market. Pay. Sorry, I want to make some money on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm trying to get the Gen Z, those Gen Z dollars, even though I don't know how many dollars they got. You pandering piece of, um, I honestly just like Rachel's cast the most. So okay. I'm going to go with Rachel's. All right. I know, that, I know that's bias or call me Bryas if, if we're going to go. Uh, Bryas. I don't even know what yeah. that means. Uh, Brittany, <laughs> uh, do you, Brittany, did you have a choice if, if you were listening in? Yeah, I like Rachel's. Good. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Rodrigo, that's a good one. Universal okay. 
praise. Okay, so that means me and Steven are both watching the big green yep. this week. Yep. <laughs> it's crap, Might man. as well do a re a re release of re release. Yeah, we'll a re- reboot of the of the podcast about the big green. <laughs> yeah, we'll redo the exact big green podcast. Call, someone call Joe if we can get in contact with <laughs> line for line. Line for line. Uh is this yeah. movie better than the big green? No. No. No, it's I don't not. think so. No. Rachel, do you have any thoughts? She still seen hasn't it. seen it. Still yet. hasn't seen it. Okay, well, Rachel, you're not. Well, no, 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 Rachel, no. that's your homework for the next year. This uh, is until, until the next episode you do. Been with on the us. show five times. <laughs> you have to watch the Big Green, the soccer movie. But I do want to ask you, Rachel and, and Brittany, um, do, does this movie hold up to the last time you saw it? And and before you answer that, my first question to you would be: When's the last time you saw this film? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. Probably no. when I was. In I want to say school? I saw it when it came out originally, but I really don't remember it. I don't think I was old enough to like really understand everything that was going on in it. And did you rewatch it recently, Brittany? Well, uh, yeah, yesterday, and I absolutely loved it. Oh, wow. still love <laughs> it. Still has, still has st- staying power. Uh, Rachel, your opinion? Yeah, the the eight year old me gives it a seventy. <laughs> what is the what is the not eight year old give it? <laughs> Rewrite, yeah, to seventy. I'd say a, a, a 30, 35. Yeah. No, stick with Usavi. I will say that I watched um, Sex and the City 2 a few months ago, oh, and wow. I think I like this better than Sex and the City well, 2. That movie's future contender. Yeah, we're... yeah you're on it was for that bad. episode for sure, because Rachel binged like, the entire series. Oh. Like, we should have Jesse on that one too. She's it it a, might be actually, woman's only because Shelby will definitely vouch for that. It's actually, oh. uh, yeah, okay. We gotta we gotta reboot the yeah the all. all. Uh, that's actually what a big was, Gina movie too. Right. Uh, speaking what? of Gina, she's uh she's going to be on future a guest? coming up episode, future guest in uh, about three episodes. I re-rated uh, thirty. I think it's like a 30-35. No, that yeah, you guys were right on the money with that. I'm gonna go a little bit lower just because. Um, just because you I'm, hate I'm it that way because you're sexist. No, I'll say 28. <laughs> There's a couple couple percentage points to knock it down for me. Mostly it's the accents. Fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. I think it's the like, worst. There's a Valentine's lot worse movies. Movies we've watched though it was Valentine's uh, was Day. One, I thought the one last year was the worst. That's on, on the line. Oh, it was no, online. that was. That was online. the NSYNC one, yeah. No, I, I think know, Valentine's I, Day was worse than online, just because Al Green was on. On the line was fun. At yeah, least. I love Al Green. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. The the was the. The Fifty Shades of Grey one was pretty. Fifty, uh, yeah. Fifty Shades Freed was uh, pretty bad too. <laughs> oh hell yeah! yeah. They're all, they're all, they're all some of the. Wor- I think the the Valentine's ones are consistently like some of the worst ones Speaking we've watched. Of Van Horn no question. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Van Horn today, <laughs> uh, my blurb is: When you come to a crossroads, take the other one. That's good. That's good. That's a good one, Robert Frost. Uh, my blurb is: uh, See this uh, in the wrong crossroads uh, of your life, and you'll likely throw yourself down some stairs. <laughs> it's, it's too soon, I think. No, too soon. Never, never soon enough. Rachel, what's your blurb? I couldn't think of anything cool. I put I'm making a U-turn instead of this crossroad, or pick me up, Dad. Pick me up, Dad's home. really good. That's like what uh, <laughs> that's what uh, Brittany says when legitimately what should happen when they when the car breaks down. She's like, I'm calling my dad to take me home. Yeah. I'm like she should have just done that. Yeah, she should. She should have just went home. She didn't need to see her. No, but she's mom. a she's a grease monkey, man. She never gives up. She <laughs> knows she can she can get it all fixed. Put a little gum and some some paper clips on that. Be fine. 
uh real my favorite thing to say though when i'm like at a party or or like a music festival i'll just be like pick me up dad i want to go home pick me up mom <laughs> oh dad mom i'm not having a good time no, i have a good time it sounds familiar uh real recommendations <laughs> uh nick what do you recommend i just watched my first Wong car y movie uh, what yeah what I, did you watch Chunking Express. Oh, you finally watched Chunking. Finally watched Chunking wow. Express. Did you like it? In honor of uh, Lunar New Year Lo- yesterday. Uh, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of them. Mm-hmm. It was, it was great. Fantastic movie. Yeah, just really great. Fantastic movie. I just, I didn't really know what was gonna happen the whole time. I was like on edge. I thought it was weird in a really fun way, and it's, like the colors and the shooting was fucking crazy. Man, those like, colors. Mid- 1994. So nice. It was really of nine of the 90s. It had like a real uh, very 90s like movie. train spotting like type mm-hmm. of vibe to it. And exactly. The colors were great. The yep. music. Yep. They just played the fucking <laughs> Beach Boys song. No, uh, Cal- uh, California Dreams. California Moms Dr- and the Papas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Moms yeah. and the Papas. They played that song so many times. It was awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I re- California Dreamers. Really, 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 really good movie. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. glad that you watched it. My first that. time. Yeah. What'd Great. you watch it on? Criterion? Uh, Yeah. Nice. Uh, My real recommendation, the podcast Old Gods of Appalachia. So this podcast is a fictional horror podcast that talks about the fake... Um, "Quote unquote old gods that live in the Appalachian Mountains." So there's stories about uh, incidences between the last hundred and two hundred years of settlers coming and, and going from di- different parts of Appalachia, and they're unexplained. It's mostly fiction, obviously, but there's some there's some true elements to it in in regards to like a mining explosion precipitating a mass uh, a mass exodus of a specific area because of no work and 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 tra- tragedy tra- travesty and tragedy and stuff like that. Really, Is this really about recommend your it. mom's side of the family. <laughs> no, I wish it was, but uh, it's. It, I, I wish it was more of a documentary, uh, 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 a podcast about um, different happenings and missing people and goings on of Appalachia. But it's horror stories. Of, no, it's just horror, like the folklore. Yeah, that sounds crazy yeah. when folklore. I think about yeah. Appalachia. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. If you like horror yeah. podcasts, this is, a, this is a pretty good one. If you like Ozark. No, not if you like Ozark. Okay, fine. Yeah, if you like no. if you like scary things and Eldritch horrors, you would definitely like this film. Rachel, my recommend, yeah, my recommendation is a podcast. the last The last episode just came out today. Uh, actually, it's called The Big Hit Show, and it's about just how the Twilight Saga came to be. Very relevant. And for us. I kind of think right. it's relevant to this whole episode it in is. that um, typically things that. Uh, young women are obsessed with get shit on mm-hmm. but it's the money makers you know yeah like twilight britney spears like yes boy bands. people want to hate on the things that young women love but that's what makes the money that's Starbucks. actually a great uh segue because we're doing that next episode yeah uh, next twilight episode. twilight saga breaking dawn part one bdpt1 next episode oh. Yeah, it's what's okay, happening. Well, I highly recommend listening to that podcast. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna man. check it out. I was yeah. uh, I was meaning to because that's the Obamas. That's like their first like podcast without them on it that they uh, that they their company produced. I know they're on podcast, so there's there's how much I am on fucking him and Bruce Bruce Springsteen, your oh, boy. That's right, your they boy. You have that stupid podcast together that no one really listens <laughs> to unless they're 56 years old. <laughs> We really no, like that podcast. We really, I like that podcast. We really never heard it. We really underestimate how many people love Bruce Springsteen. A lot I of guess. people really love My Bruce dad loves him. I, I think like that, him. I think that's one thing that didn't really translate 
uh, generationally is I think I don't think Bruce made the jump to millennials. Well, much. I'm gonna sell my all my <laughs> albums on Sony and cash out, and then go on Netflix and make a huge special. Cause baby, we were born to sell out. I wish the Blinded by the Light. I wish that was a better movie. Oh yeah, that wish that was a better movie too. That movie was bad. That movie was just not good. I liked that movie when it was called uh, Yesterday. Yesterday was better. <laughs> So stupid. Um, all right. Well, uh, Rachel, as usual, you're a delight to have on, on Thanks, the show. Thanks, Rachel. And you're a delight to yeah, know. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Brittany. See you next year, y'all. You're not going to ask Brittany or I to recommend anything? Not really. No. We... <laughs> <laughs> is it done? How much is in there? Fine, Alex. What do you got to recommend? Well, you'll be happy to know, Nick, that I took one of your recommendations, <laughs> and I'm going to recommend it here. Um, Seth Rogen's book, your book. Pretty good. Pretty great. Really, really, really his good. His podcast? Easy listening. His, his, uh, no, his no, no, no. He has a good podcast, too. But he has this, uh, this audio book out that was... It probably... I'm guessing he started the podcast because of the book. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, really funny. <laughs> Brittany, like, do you have any Nick, recommendations? My... Sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. In honor of Valentine's Day, I actually do... I just finished it, and it just makes my heart burst. Is Love on the Spectrum oh on Netflix. It's I like sit there with the cheesiest grin on my face watching these. Oh my god! It it was it's really cute and oh. I don't know makes it me sounds happy. very feel good. It's I've very warm. It's I've very warm it. television. I've wa- I've watched it and it's good. We'll see everybody here for the next episode, episode one twenty eight. It's going to be Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. Uh, the love theme will continue until March. If you hung 15th. out till if you hung out till the uh, to the end of the episode, you get a sneak peek into what the next episode is. Absolutely. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Alex. As we always say, keep it real. Stay, stay rotten. rotten. Jeez, keep keep it keep it real. Do something.